I love this song, Bebe. You hear something? I do. Somebody's knocking. Somebody's knocking? Yeah, I hear that. Who's knocking? You want to come in? I who, don't know who's who at the it? door. Who, who beat at that wants to come in here? Who is it? The big guy. The big guy? All right, big guy. You know, I'm back. I keep on knocking, but you won't let me in. <laughs> I'm on, listen, I'm on parole, but I got enough time to do the show this week. What's I, going on, boys? We miss you, Bubba. We miss you as always. I know you're a busy working man and making all the oh, money in America. But yes. you, you, I'm, you, I'm you, you, drive, you drive the stock market. You drive commerce. You you. you you drive GM. Everything is right. Text right. Text us when it's time to uh, buy the meat futures. Meat futures. That's hilarious. By they the call me Ray Cardone. Sad. Right. I'm Ray Cardone. <laughs> he moves. He well, 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 well. Here we go. He moves the meat market. I love it. Okay. Uh, I move the meat market. That's right. I, I am a meat doctor. Yeah, you're not trading just a few pork chops. I mean, you're you're trade you're trading the commodity. We the yeah, you're trading now. You're uh, you're what they call it, the uh, big bone stuff, the Texas uh, tomahawk band. Yeah, all that stuff. Uh, what's the big cooking? steer. We miss you, bud. But spe- speaking of big steers, uh, rumor has it that you have the greatest third baseman of all times with you, know, you today. Maybe he pitched. We don't know what the hell he did, but and you know, it's a little bit of pot luck. So. Uh, I guess Chad, you can start to dial them up, and let's. First of all, we have to make a connection. That's not special always a guarantee. Guests, we're gonna put you on hold. Special real quick guests, right, where we get everyone connected yes, here. I'll, I'll, I'll fill up a little airtime here while we connect with our special guest. A little, little bit of a, little bit of a mystery. And Schmitty, are you out there with us, buddy? Good morning. How are y'all today? Hey, Schmitty, it's a. Uh, Quite, quite the honor, I'll say that. How's life treating you? Oh, I'm just getting along pretty good. Putting my sunblock on every day, you know, because I've had some issues with that. But uh, just enjoying myself on the weekend in the Phillies booth. Well, Big Ray's got a question for you to start things off. Fire, big guy. Yes, uh, Mike. Do you know the all-time Hall of Famer from Gloucester County, Coach Al? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bubba, we're, we're we're even, okay? I told you and I could. By the way, Ray, that was Kansas <laughs> County. <laughs> you had me. I almost averaged. Well, wait a minute. I almost put on. Thank God, I'm lazy. I was going to go on Facebook and tell everyone to tune in. Oh we got God! Mike oh, and Larry Bowen tomorrow. Right. Oh my God! Well, I told there- my wife too. Uh, this was payback for a very good practical joke that Raven played on me about a month ago, and I said I love practical jokes. I bit hook, line, sinker, yeah. and I promised him I would get back. And then he said, well, if you get back with me, I'm going to kidnap Chad. So I'm going to put on record everybody so he doesn't do that. <laughs> Please don't kidnap me. Chad said to me last night he's going to have a baby any day. He goes, Dad, Ray will kidnap me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's funny? Ray... Ray, you have to remember, even though he's a good fella, he could kidnap Chad. You never you know, know baby. You know. Well, anyway, <laughs> hey, it's all, all my guys are dead. It's, all my guys are dead now. But listen, it's funny. The best part is now I could go back to bed. I can't believe it. Uh, I we, actually woke up for this. That's great. We want you to stay home with us. Come on, it's the old team here. We're going to stay. We're we're going to do a forty-five minute hard stop show. 
We're going to stick with it. Uh, Coach Al, it's great having you back. Uh, you're on as a guest. You're, you've always been a celebrity, and you are today, baby. It's great to have you back. And uh, I think before we do anything, let's talk a little Phillies baseball. Al, where are you? Is this team much different than last year's? I know their win-loss record's a little better, but uh, is there some disappointment? I think we all hold some of that. But what's your commentary, uh, Coach, on the Phillies to start? Well, I think you know me is when we, you and I did a lot of coaching together. We're big into physical and mental mistakes. Physical mistakes, if you make enough, you have to make moves and so forth. But the mental mistakes they make, and, and we're talking about pros from the outfield. Do they ever hit a cutoff, man? Yeah. And not let the batter take second base and then take away your double play situation and just things like that bugged the hell out of me. And we got one guy, Stubbs, I think, that had a butt on the team. That's fundamentals again. Yep. Yep. They're and tough to watch. You know what? I don't know if you'll agree with me. The game last night, how many balls did they take right down the middle of the plate of a guy throwing like 89 to 91? And aren't you supposed to start looking off the fastball? And, and all of a sudden it's 0 and 1, 0 and 2. And you're going, what are they? They looking for the curveball on the first two pitches? Yeah, and that brings up a good point regarding our leadoff batter who likes to walk. Cause he is, our, our manager talks about his proclivity to walk and, of course, instill fear. Uh, Chad's got a stat. You're not going to believe this. So to get to a walk, you'll be 1-2. You'll be 2-2 two, two in the count. But give us the stats on Schwarber when he's 0-2, uh, 1-2, and 2-2, two, two, I think I sent you. Do you have it in front of you? I do. Check oh. this out. He's, he's trying to walk here, and you have to take some pitches. So we have a guy that should be batting fourth where you could hit early in the count to Al's point. But instead, he's trying to use up pitches as a leadoff hitter tries to do or walk as they tried to do. And this is his batting averages. In yeah, I mean, it just, and just starts right off the bat of hunt the first strike. If Schorber's down after an 0-1 count, his batting average is 0-9-4, under 100. They're not hunting that first strike. If it's 0-2, it's even worse. After 0-2, he's, you know, 0-7-1. And there's a lot of combinations you'll look at. If it's a 1-1 count, he's a 171 hitter. You know, if he's a 1-2 count, he's an un, he's an 80 hitter. There's a lot of combinations um, that suggest Kyle Schwarber needs to go out there and hunt that first pitch, that Great first strike. Point. Because if he's 1-0, you know, he's, he's hitting pretty good. He's a 3-0-4 hitter. Uh, he's got a great OPS power after one. I was in 900 OPS, but on that first pitch, if he's not getting out there and he's he's taking it for a strike, that's bad. And know what he's hitting on the first pitch this year? 490, 48. Okay, sorry, so 20, to, 23 hits so, and 48 okay, plate appearances. So that's great. And you haven't heard this yet. Okay, a couple of things lately on speaking of sports. Boy, our Braves coverage four weeks ago, and now what they did. So uh, to that point, to and. To dovetail at Coach Al's point, do you want him getting deep in the count where it can be 2-2-1-2? Two, two, two? We just gave you those numbers. Or do you want him hunting first hunt. good pitch as a four-hitter? He's got to hunt. Right, guys? It, doesn't that make a lot of yeah, sense? See, he, he's not the kind of guy you want up there to take four or five pitches so the next batter you can tell him what he's throwing and this and that. If that first pitch is right down the middle, which the facts you just gave is, he's got an excellent chance of hitting it if you're sitting on a fastball. Absolutely, Correct. positively. Big Bubba, what's your commentary on the Phillies right now? But uh, Before we get to Big Bubba, I can't wait to talk to him. It's been a while. 
I have a who am I for you guys in Major League Baseball. Here we go. Tune in. Who am I? In August, I batted 138. My on-base percentage was 153, a paltry 153. Oh, but did I redeem myself for the higher slug? I didn't slug my weight, 224. And OPS, Chuck's weight, haha, almost, 377. Thank God, not quite. Who am I? 138, 153, 224, 377 in August. Who am I? Trey Turner. No, bud. I would just say Kyle Schwarber because we're on the topic. No, Raymond. I said Trey Turner, no? Your boy, Mickey Moniak, dropping like a rock. Yeah. <laughs> Bim, I got you twice. Oh, you did. I told you, I told I, I told you paybacks are gonna be a bitch. All right, big guy, what's up with the Phillies? Give us your spin. You know, not that I've done this, but I hear down south they do this. It's like kissing your sister. Um, you know, fourteen games over five hundred, and you're like, here we go, and now back to ten games. You know, oh, yeah. over five hundred, still, still good. I mean, you know, they you know, solid second place in the conference division, and now it just seems like we're back to to where we were. You know, a month ago, a month or two ago, with this win one, lose two, win two, lose one, you know? It does feel that way. It absolutely does feel like like what? I think the main word there is inconsistent. Every every day you don't know what to expect. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so the offense has gotten better runs per game. I think we're up to 4.76, Chad, 4.69. So that's now – Above league average. We were below for most of the season. Our walks way below league average. We 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 don't walk as a team. Strikeouts above league average. And as we all know, home runs pathetically below league average. So if you take a team and you want to put their offensive profile together and you say, Well, this team's not gonna walk, they're gonna strike out a lot, and they're not gonna hit a lot of home runs. You probably don't hold high expectations for that offense, you know, so we're sort of lucky to have the 4.69. What do you attribute, Bud, the 4.69 to above league average when three of those metrics are way below league average? What? I think those are just three metrics, and that's that. There's still a ton of balance in the lineup. you got a lot of guys with the OPSs at very respectable numbers. Not uh, great, right not great though. Anything close to 800 is a very respectable OPS. You got a lot of guys around there. Harper's over it now. Schwarber hangs around there. Bohm, Stott hang around there. Turner's if you're calling been, 750 hanging around, that's uh, a little close. Isn't it? A little higher. A little. You higher have it in front that. of you. Let's pull it up. Because if you don't, I will in a second. Yeah, I, I think you're giving a little more OPS credit. Let's let's go top bottom on OPS. All right, hold on. Yep, I have yep, it right yep. here. Okay, let's go. We have Harper's at 826. Check. Marsh is 823. That's the end of the eight. Casty 790. Stott 780. JT 775. Schorber 756. And Boom 750. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of guys that are right there. I mean, you Seven got above. Okay. easy five guys, 775 or higher. Yeah. That's very respectable. Yeah. What are the Braves? Yeah. 75 and higher. Oh, yeah. what, what are the Orioles? The Orioles yeah. are very much around this level, too. Do you know, guys, that the Braves uh, slash line as a team. 
ends with 825 OPS. That's their team, and their slug is 500. They're 499, the Braves, which is what, what well ahead of the 22 Braves, which was an offensive juggernaut. So this year's version of the Braves is being compared to the great offensive team of the Yankees and the Reds and Cleveland. They're, and when you look at those benchmarks, they're right there with all those teams. So this is a really, really special Braves unit. Is this a team we can – I know good pitching in the postseason could do anything, but uh, Coach Al, can this year, could we beat the Braves again? Uh, I, I, I would sincerely doubt it. That if Strider's healthy and, and their pitching staff is is healthy, I don't see how we can be honest with you, though. Uh, Bubba, what do you got on that? Well, I'm going to disagree because at the end of the year, anything's possible in, in a five-game series, yeah. as, as we found out last year. Yeah, yeah. Pitchy, you right. remember, it's, it, it's kind of why I am really hate to play the, the way that Major League does the playoffs because you could dominate all year, okay, and we see it year in and year out, and then the wild card team that gets hot at the end comes in and, 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 and spoils everybody's parade. Literally. Yeah, and last year the argument, if you recall, when they went to a third wild card team was it's obviously diluting uh, what it takes to make postseason. But uh, to everyone's surprise, we had a lot of competitive teams with with good records, the Phillies being the one that was uh, the last one in. Uh, Look how far they got. Not so this year. You know, this year you're going to have some teams – that are not going to have the kind of records we saw last year. You really don't know after the Phillies, what's the next best team? Bud, you can open up with that. Define the next best challenger to the Phillies uh, that you think, you know, is, is could move up. Um, I'm sorry. Are we talking just strictly wild, wild card, card here? Yeah, wild card. Wild card. Well, I mean, the Giants are right there. I, I, th- I think the Cubs are are actually probably the biggest threat. They've been playing pretty well. I think the Giants will fade, but... You don't see a formidable team? No, not formidable. I think the Phillies are the best of the best of the wild card. Yeah, easily. I mean, you're not... You're discounting the Reds' opportunities. Like You're not seeing any of that, Yeah, right? I mean, the Reds are a little, little streaky. The Cubs seem to be playing solid baseball right now. Yeah, yeah. Right. Solid baseball. All right, Coach Al, who do you think is the biggest threat to the Phillies? I, I, I don't really see it, to tell you the truth. What do you think? Well, I don't see consistency on any of those three teams there, but the Cubs have surprised everybody and so forth. But nothing you, you read, and, and you know, they constantly say on there, well, we're three games up, and the other three teams behind is all lost today, yep, and yep. this and that. It, there's, you know, there's never any big jump one way or the other, it doesn't seem to be. Yeah, how about you, Ray? You, you're on board I'm, with that? Marlins. Really? You're still holding yes. up? Yep, yep. Wow. Absolutely. Um. Marlins. Team we always had always had problems with. It seems like we're over the hump now uh, this year. But um, just a team you got to look out for. And young pitching, young players, they're hungry. Uh, I will say this. Thank God we're not the Mets, though. Let's, huh? let's talk about what it's like to have both New York franchises not going to postseason. If you look it up, Coach Al probably already knows this. 25 years, is it? How wow. long it's been? Is it really? Yeah, it's, it's been a long while. And you're talking about payrolls between them that are 
yeah, let's just call it a billion-dollar payroll, damn near. Coach Al, speak to that. Is that a good thing for baseball? Do you miss the Mets or the Yankees in postseason, or do you like it this way? Well, I think, you know, you want to nationally, they all, they want the Yankees in there and so forth. But, I mean, with all the money, like you just said, being spent, uh, how safe is Boone's job? I mean, you know, how many times can you throw out of games and try and make excuses really? and just say we're not playing very well right now? That gets old hat. So does Boone... If Steinbrenner was alive, he'd be gone. <laughs> does, yeah, does Boone or uh, Cashman, one or the other, have to go? I would think that they would clamor for it in New York. I mean, how long, you know, it's been a tough season and they haven't made any moves at all. And you can say with Judge being out a little bit and this and that, but overall and some pitchers, you know, going down. But it's, uh, I, I don't think New York will put up with it, especially with both teams, like you said, being out of it. All right, so if you're the C-suite of the Yankees, who's out, Boone or Cashman? Boone, I would think. Boone. Ray? Yeah. You same thing there. I think Boone too. Definitely Boone. I don't think the Golden Boy gets uh, right fired yet. But yeah. all right, definitely. I think Boone's done. Buddy, you align with that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I too. So all four of us think Booney's out. Baseball guy, baseball family. Yeah, it's a tough out right there. You know what I mean? But oh, it is. Yeah, no doubt about it. And you're right. Whoever said he's getting thrown out every other day. And then yesterday, <laughs> yesterday they got a brutal call. If you saw the play at home plate uh, that went against them and everything, I mean, they can't catch a break. But, yeah, I mean, we look at the payrolls for both teams. It just underscores, once again, you just can't buy a championship. It doesn't ever seem to go right, you know? You spend over $200 million and you sign these 10-year contracts, and not too many of them really, you know, pan out to be beneficial. I mean, it's uh, – but the Mets, I mean, what do they do next year after spending that kind of money? I mean, do you, do you just – is it a total rebuild? You keep one or two guys, but what the hell do the Mets do? Yeah, I think they really have to start rebuilding. Oh, man. I mean, they're just – oh. And it's amazing, you know, to just go back not that far where they had that four or five minutes pitching staff where you figure they were going to dominate for 10 years. Yeah, sure. it was five guys, and every time it comes up, I have less memory as I get older. So we know it was Wheeler, and we know it was Syndergaard. DeGrom. DeGrom and Harvey. And the last yeah. one's the lefty. I, I got I the name. Matt. 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 Yeah. Okay, very good, guys. We passed yeah. the test today. Let's talk about how much concern we have for Wheeler, aside from last night. We got a 2.92 ERA in 20, 2.78 in 21, 2.82 in 22. You know what I'm getting at. 3.70 in 23. Now, baseball is elevated this year because of the elimination of the shift. So the numbers are up across the board. Uh, Batting averages went from 240 to 248. Just the three percent that we predicted. Three percent that we, yeah. We, you know what? This we did, guys. We did. Pers- we did absolutely project a very slight increase. Batting Not average what- is two forty nine. Last year was two forty three. Quick math. That is two point four six percent. I think we had it at three. Three. We said three. Said That's three. not bad. This when, when Major League Baseball show would say it was going to be drastic. We were saying yeah. not so. And three. OPS is up 3.8%. 706 that's, to 733. Average 38 and 25. It doesn't hold up mathematically, but that's about 3% right there or right. from some arguments. But the point is the whole 
think baseball was always wrong saying the shift's going to you know, get batting hours back to where they used to be. That's not. Strikeouts are just too high. You were resolute. Too high. Remember, Chad was resolute, guys, in saying that was not going to happen to the point where we not only were telling all of our guests that, we were ready to call the uh, baseball writer guy that's on MLB. I'm forgetting yep. his name with Jason Stark. And we, we were, and then we found out he was aligned with us. Remember, uh, he wrote back yeah. saying, "No, I believe that too." So there'd be no debate because I'm with you guys. So we know Jason Stark was with us. We said it. Nobody else, nobody agreed with that. Major League Baseball was given all kinds yep. of projections about batting average is going to and go up twenty five percent. You know, inclusive of uh, bigger bases. How yeah. many extra hits were there for a slightly bigger base? Man, it may only be a couple a night, but you still got bigger bases. I so. agreed. I thought it was going to be much higher than what it is. I'm I'm shocked, but that's all just me. All right. So are you we- know, check Chuck, to interrupt what you just said like a minute or two ago about Wheeler and so forth. I think it's the amount of innings that he and Nola have thrown. I think that's they're it. in the top five in baseball, and I think it, it's it's they're wearing down. There's no yeah, doubt. Sir. That's it. We all agree on that, right? Check that box four times. That's the three point yep. seven zero. Uh, and therefore, you'll see it across the board, hits per nine higher. It is in three years. K rates about the same. Uh, now, NOLA, same thing, 2.37, 3.28, and he's elevated this year to 4.58. So, so your pitchers that you're looking you know, postseason uh, to be your stalwarts are 3.70 and 4.58. Not exactly the ERAs you want to hang your hat on, for great pitching beats or good pitching beats, good hitting. Uh, I take exception to that in certain situations, you guys know, but they're not ERAs that are, you know, overpowering, right? They're they're good ERAs, but right. not, not great. So, you know, we head into postseason, uh, you know, with that. And, and will the hitters come through? Uh, I guess the thing we can be most pleased about, uh, Coach Al, respond to this would be, uh, Stott and Baum are having fantastic years. Both look like you could stamp them 100% legit players. Maybe a little more power from them, but you lo- got to love them both as they project, correct? You know what, Chuck? You know, my memory's pretty good. Last year on the podcast, I'm going to say, <clears throat> excuse me, at the most halfway through, and I said, I don't know if it was at a rant or a wave type of thing, type of thing but I said, I said, I really believe that Alec Bohm and Bryson Stott are going to be solid 10-year major leaguers. And I, I remember saying that. And they are the most, two most consistent hitters that you would want up with runners in scoring position on a team. Yeah, I remember saying Stott was a minor league hitter. <laughs> <laughs> big, big Bob, it's always great to have you back. But you missed a few. You missed a few. It's all right, Ray. I said Stott should – I said uh, – Stott shouldn't be starting opening day this yeah, year. Stott, I said Kingry should be in his right place. He had, he had uh, who do you have? Dave, Scott Kingry. Dave Kingman. Uh, I haven't even yeah, checked on how Kingry's Kingry. doing. Yeah, yeah Kingry's back. <laughs> well, 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 is he still alive, Kingry? <laughs> he is. Yeah. He is in AAA. He, AAA and batting 246. No, he's sitting 260 this 260. year. What's his OPS? Good. It's 770 he invested that $24 million yeah. very well five yeah. years ago. Yeah. And he's, he's a billionaire. Yeah. Yeah, he's, a billionaire. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, he, he's he, Well, he's definitely set for life. Talk about one of the biggest busts in franchise history, and we thought this guy was the next Chase Outley. 
Yeah. Couldn't even sustain a couple good years in baseball. And then this spring, he looked like he got a few things worked out. and Looked like he yeah. was back. Fluke. What a you know, misleading time it was in the spring. Trey Turner looked like a world all-star, the best player in the world in the baseball classic. And Yeah. I get it's been a weird, weird season. I get every week. I get why do you pick on Kyle Schwarber so much? Now we agreed before this show we were not because our, our uh, producer last week said definitely two. He gives us like the, the racing form review, just a few words and, and it's good feedback. Too deep on Schwarber, you know, which we're not going to do that again. We've made our point, but just to show you how it can work. Conversely, take a guy like Jake Cave. All right, now he's got 140 at bats. Granted, it's not 600 at bats yet, but if you just take a look at 252, 300, 433, 730, not outstanding, but when you throw in defense too, which is plus, Cave is a 0.4 plus war. Schwarber right now with his 32 home runs and his 78 RBIs. 182, 327, 429, He's a negative 0.6 war. Now, to further support, so what I'm saying is almost any major league baseball replacement player, I'm picking my words here very carefully, like Jake Cave, who clearly is not a world beater, he's not sensational, He's average, but that's what war, because people always say, oh, war. No, 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 stop challenging war. Wins against the replacement player. Jake Cave is a replacement player. His war demonstrates a higher contribution to winning than Kyle Schwarber, who's got 32 home runs. It's almost remarkable. Now, to further prove that, go take the average of Major League Baseball. It sounds like you're talking about Cave. 249, 320, 413, 740. Identical to Cave's numbers. So you see the average replacement player on average. You see Cave, and they're plus the Kyle Schwarber. Why haven't the Phillies organization, the brass, figured that out and move them it's, at the all-star break? Just pride. Oh, come on, bud. You can't run an organization on pride. Oh, I think a lot of teams do. Coach Al? Well, you get too much of that stuff. He's a, one of the top five leaders in the clubhouse in baseball and this and that. Uh, it's a tough situation. We agreed at the beginning of the year that the Phillies probably had four natural DHs on that team. But of course with the Harper situation, you you know, you can't move it the way you'd like. But I know didn't the last week uh didn't the Schwarber get his first assist uh, in, in years or whatever in left field? I yes. did I did I did see the assist column pop up of the one. Could you guys tell yeah. me since I missed it, was it at home or second? I believe it was his second, but and you're yeah. going to agree with this, even though you didn't want to talk about Schwarber. The third base coaching that I did for St. Joe's, when whatever you sometimes you look on your face was why he said that, but they all scored. Yeah. Anything hit the speed because I know the outfielders or the relay person's arm. Yeah. Even when Schwarber throws it, it's still lobbed and it's 20 feet down the line or toward the pitcher's mound or the right field side of second base, 
he's just not even accurate by lobbing it in. To, to that point, true story, I think you saw it yesterday because I think you're in a group. I sent out to the small group after he made two wild throws that looked like two outs at the plate. He was so short when the runner was just tagging third. So I, I sent the bow. He doesn't mind me sharing because he, he he'll be on next week. He was going to be his golf outing today. And I sent the bow that uh, strategically with Schwarber being like 0 for two years at home plate, assist-wise, and all baseball knows it, so they run in ridiculous situations where it doesn't look possible. One guy did not run yesterday, or, or was it Saturday? It was yesterday's game that I could not believe. I think it was Saturday. Somebody stayed at third, and everybody texted yeah. and said, do you believe he stayed with Schwarber out yeah. there? And I was like, yeah, we are. we're all saying the same thing. So I check this out. You guys are going to like this because Boa said it would be something worth talking to management about. If, if we're managing Schwarber, this is what we're going to do with him. Man on second. We're either going to bring him in 15 more feet. Now, nobody could run. I mean, the fastest guy in baseball can't score then. Or put him in a no doubles defense. Now you can't give up the double. More than likely. There's obviously some. Uh, but if he's a no doubles, he eliminates runs. If he's up 15 feet, he eliminates a run. And two guys moving in back of that, the trail runners always move up to second and third. That's equally damaging, right? Yep. So Boa said, Boa said to that great point, you know, something worth talking about. What React to that, guys. Schwarber up 15 feet or back in no doubles defense. If I'm coaching third base, it's probably a 98% thing that you're going to send the runner every time yeah. and take that 1% chance a year that maybe Schwarber gets lucky with a perfect one-hop throw and the runner takes a wide turn a third or whatever. But otherwise, the percentages are fantastic. Send them every time. And then when he does that lob throw, like we talked about before, the runner goes to second. Now you take away the double play situation right. and lead okay. to a bigger inning. So of those two options I articulated, out, Coach, which of the two do you have a preference for or none of the two? 15 well, feet up, not, the double defense. The, yeah, not to cop that a little bit. I think to me and you, it's going to depend on who the batter is. Okay. If you can cheat sure. him a little bit, that's going to help you a little bit. Right. Otherwise, right. it makes sense maybe in that doubles thing just to say, well, he's going to score 99% if there's a single out there no matter where he's playing. So let's just cut off the possibility of a double. I agree. I, I And you could throw behind the runner like we said at uh, our pre-show meeting, maybe – Make it look like he's throwing home, and then and throw behind the runner. That's that, that would be successful. But Chuck, why not ever have the guy practice? Like it's it's not even like they try to help him. Like use the turf. Why don't you? Why are you even throwing it over someone's head or, or lallygagging it? Try to use the turf because when you hit bounce, it, it comes off harder from the turf. Yeah. Well. To, um, yeah. To that point, and I want to get Wiz's feedback. Yeah. Uh, let's set this up a little bit where we see every time we watch the highlights, I see strategic baseball plays that we don't see in Philly. And I mean, it just like that plays. We don't see the, the bunt that Al was talking about earlier, the throw behind you never see, you know, where they are hitting cuts just like we did in, in softball for heaven's sake. There, I mean, we, we had a play not to talk about amateur sports here, but we had a play for 10 years that worked. So Ray, our third baseman on a bunt, on a good bunt, you know, the Bermuda Triangle bunt, uh, 
would come in, usually Lisa, field the bunt, power throw to first, fake. And she always had a runner at second dead to right. Obviously, always not 100%. But I'll tell you what, we, we got 60% on that play. Did we, Coach? Because yep. they, they bit. They bit. Lisa would sell it so good. Would all scream first. And Lisa would come up and feel it. And big power throw and eat it. And then we either had third. We had third covered by the shortstop. Second, we had a dead duck. We got so many key outs in, in high-level tournament games with that. That's not the play. I know it's a different scale here, but you don't see the Phillies cut outfield throws. Now, if Schwarber's never going to get somebody at the plate, then he's got to hit a cut so you can protect third and second, bud, right? Yeah. I mean, he's got to hit the cut. Simple as that. Just gotta keep it a low line drive, hit the cutoff. So let the cutoff decide what to do. With Don't it let after. him advance. Maybe have a throw back in second base. Good, right? Chuck, who was that Phillies player that had that fake and get him at third every time on a double play? Was that Utley or uh, yeah. Rollins? Rollins. Chase, Chase Utley. Yeah, it was Utley. Utley. I mean, he, he did it 50 times. Did it World Series. Yeah, did it in World Series. Yeah. You can't forget that play, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know what I think we're forget we're missing guys. Sorry to inter- interrupt. No, no, no. Is that Schwarber, especially at his age, he and you're saying like get it down on that fast service. He doesn't have the, the arm to create any velocity that he could throw a one hopper to home that's going to hit and take that big skip because it's too high. He's throwing, right. he, and you're not going to ha- and you're not going to increase the strength of his arm now. And it's it's a normal throw for him to put that. Velocity on, I mean, the lack of velocity on it and just lob it in almost. Yeah, just to put a fine point on what we're saying here. So, what they can say, this is easy. If they're not going to put him in no doubles defense, because that's probably going to be considered dressing at the end of the day, and you're not going to move him up 15 feet, because then the, the defensive coaches or any analytics guys are going to say he's going to miss too many routine outs or fly balls. Uh, jury's out. But what he can do in the existing scheme is make sure he doesn't have to bounce the home plate. No play, right? No play. We agree on that. Then hit a shorter cutoff. Kyle, you're going to come up and fire the ball to the cut that's going to be closer to you than he would normally be. Why closer? Why closer? Because there's never going to be an out at home plate. We'll sacrifice that. We'll discount that to move you up, to bluff the throw to home plate. You're, you're what we call a short cut. You cut fake, and you make out a guy at second. Maybe not, but they won't be second, third when that plays over. Yep, That's exactly. where... And the main, yep. One of the main things with that, Chuck, is whoever your cutoff man is going to be, somebody else has got to be yelling to him so he can turn around in one motion and maybe throw the ball to second or third, whatever the situation might be, so that he doesn't have to turn around and not know what's going on. This is pretty cool here, guys, because what we've arrived at is like three different strategies. The Phillies are doing none of them. You have the 15 feet up, you have the no doubles defense, and you have the short cut to hit. All three of them are way more effective with run production reduction of over the course of 162 uh, games than what they're currently doing. They're, They're not changing anything. They're saying to Schwarber, when you're in medium distance, runner on second, line drive at you, still throw home. Not only is his arm weak and he's not putting, uh, not getting there 
quick enough. Okay. But he's not accurate enough. We've already determined that. He's off by 15 feet. So then the question must be answered now. Why are you allowing him to throw home? It's 0 for 2 years, coach. Start. You're right. Right? Stop the throws home until you move up or go play doubles defense or won't be a throw. Then just fire the ball. I say the word fire for lack of a better word. Throw the ball to the cut. Chest high. He turns around. He sees what's going on with the base runners. To your point, who's running. He th- he cuts and fakes the throw home. Maybe he turns around and he's got a guy at second, in between second and third. Maybe. You are right. That guy taking that big turn at first is going to think that that ball is going home and you're going to get somebody in there. You're right. So if Boa can say great point to the first two, and Chad, myself, and Ray, and you can all say great point to hit the cut, shorter cut, tell me why the Phillies, a billion-dollar organization, aren't implementing this, guys. I mean, we just hit on something here. We've watched Kyle Schwarber for two years and a bunch of chances now. Look at the attempts home, and it's not a population of 30, okay? It's over 100, and they're not reacting. They're not tweaking it. They're not changing modification. They're just saying, do the same thing. And in playoff baseball, Coach, that could lose you a ball game, right? Well, you see, and the thing is, you just made a good point. They haven't tried anything different in two years. Nothing is successful if you're, if it's not successful why do you keep doing the same thing whether it's in business baseball a lot of things it, it, you have to make a move so, so so i want your reaction to this so i've championed a, a platform that says schwerber should not play because he's a minus war player when he's out there he's detracting now if you're not going to put him out there and you're going to dh him he'll probably go to a half to a one war on his offense, but he'll still strike out a lot at negates war. He still runs the bases terribly. That negates war. He's not instinctive. That negates war. He does it at singles. He does it at doubles. They're all, you won't see a power hitter. Go back and look at it. You will not see a power hitter with the ratio of home runs to doubles. The Schwarber has very difficult to find. I looked this weekend and I gave up after 20. I could not find a guy in 40 to 20. I couldn't find that ratio. Yeah, that's that's hard to find. Because a higher average hitter will hit you more doubles. Yeah, he's like an Adam Dunn. He's you know, the type of guy, but that's uh, we're going back a while now. But don't you think most got most the average fan, when he hits his 45 home runs this year, is going to say, guy had a great year. I mean, yes. you know, we're paying him to hit home runs. They don't break the game down. They don't. As they, don't. they don't. You're right. But you would think the brass would, <laughs> you know, or the or the, the coaching staff would. Yes. You know. And that, uh, you know what, Ray? You'd even have a stronger argument if they could just think about that and not all the plays in left field he didn't make. Right. Yeah. Right. And, Absolutely. And if let's play a little if supposition game here, we can speculate. We're allowed to do that on a Monday morning. If Hodgins comes back passes all the tests, and he's healthy, and you look at his numbers from last year, and right now there's war against Schwarber. There's no argument, and his defense at first versus Schwarber and left, not close. I mean, Schwarber's going to put up the worst left field numbers over uh, Pat Burrell's worst year, Lozinski's worst year. 
uh, and Hoskins' first year out left field. Boy, they're woeful. He's going to surpass all that. So if Reese Hodges comes back and he's stamped, validated, ready to go, we'll go around the, the horn here before we get to Rance. Coach Al, solve that riddle. What do you do? Everybody's healthy now. Harper's healthy. Everybody's healthy. And so is Reese Hoskins. Tell me your lineup game one. And remember, it's not slow pitch softball. There's no 10th batter. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that, that's really a loaded question. I'm not trying to cop a plea. Believe me when I tell you, if you want to put Hoskins in, I think maybe it, it, what are you going to, it, what's Harper going to be doing at that time? Is he going to be able to throw where you can put him in the outfield, or is that completely done for the I, year? I, I think you just moved. I don't want to answer your question because I think there's some intrigue here. I really want to hear how you guys all construct this. I want to go last. Uh, it's my podcast. <laughs> but I, I, to help you along, I, I think you're automatically putting Harper at DH there, right? Well, well, what I'm going to do with that, if Harper can play the outfield, which is a big if, I'm going to put Hoskins in at first, Harper in the outfield, and Schwarber be my DH. I do not think, as we set our game rules to speculate, we're going to allow Harper in the outfield as an option. Right, boys? It's not going to happen. Oh, I I believe that. All right, Al, one more time. Give us your your playoff game one lineup. Reese Hoskins ready to go. All right, let me just say then, could you do something with Hoskins batting against the left-handed pitchers and being in there and Schwarber batting against the right-handed pitchers? Platooning them. Platooning them. Okay. Ray? I mean, that's... Uh, guys, of course, on paper, it looks like we're getting an all-star player. It, it's almost like getting a, another traded player at the, yep. end, of, at the end of the season. That's with, exactly. With yeah. How, right, how, I mean, the guy's been out for a year. How, you know, how good is he going to be? How long is it going to take him to get back? But ideally, if we have them all uh, ready to go, uh, of course, I got a D.H. Harper because I think we're killing the poor kid. Um, there's, there's probably folks out there that, that say he shouldn't even be playing till he's healed. Um, God, you can see he's, he's uh, a third of a hitter that, that he normally is. Um, so D.H. Harper, and um, I, I put, like Coach said, I put Reese in the outfield and uh, Schwarber at first. I have a hard time envisioning Schwarber at first, the way he plays outfield. I think they'd keep Schwarber in the outfield, D.H. Harper and Hoskins to first. Okay, here's my game one postseason lineup. And again, when I talk about Hoskins, I'm talking about, they already say right now, today, that he's running at full speed. All right, so he's ready to start the swing and all that. So if they say he's ready, they're going to make sure he's game ready. I mean, Harper did it. A lot of other guys have done it. Uh, So if Hoskins is ready to go and maybe, hopefully, can play some games at the end of the regular season, the last 10 weeks, 10 days, something like that. Here's my I'm not going to give you the line. I'm going to give you the positions. He's my first baseman, and Rojas is my center fielder. And I'm putting uh, Marsh to left. I've now improved my outfield uh, defensively by two-thirds. That's a lot. Of course, we got Casty in right. I got Harper DHing. The rest of it takes care of itself. And I will go into the lineup for the first time this year 
okay, uh, you'd have the right lineup where Harper's going to be protected, batting third by a four-hitter. Okay, it could be Schwarber, but I just put him out. So it would sub, somebody like, uh, you know, uh, Cassie or Hoskins. But that lineup is your best offensively, and it's your best defensively, and it adds another dimensional athlete that can do a lot of different things. React to that, guys. Okay. Right. I didn't. I didn't say Hoskins in the left and Schwarber right. right. I think that's the way it came across. Whatever. Yeah. No, I got that. Yeah, go, go, clarify that, Al. No, I. I just meant I at, against. Maybe you, if you're playing Hoskins at first, that means you got Harper's your DH, and like you said, I like it in Marsh in left field. Mm-hmm. So that's where you go to lefty righty. That you're yeah. going to sit you're, over some yeah. games and let them bat against the right-handed and, and against the left-handed left. pitch. They're yeah. never going to sit over though. This is not realistic, guys. No, it's they're not, never going to. You're right. Oh, I I no, know I, that. I never right. I never insinuated this is what they're going to do. Right. Uh, I want right. I want your opinions on if if Hoskins is ready. You know what are the options for us to look at strategically, and that's what I would do because. I know that that guy with a minus war this late in the season, and last year it was only plus 1.2, something like that. This guy's career war, he's been in baseball now 10 years, is 10. Kyle Schwarber is one point a year. The other so-called superstar home run hitters with 40 and 100 RBIs, they're all getting five, six, seven, and eight wars per year. They do so many other things, chiefly not strike out 210 times. So right. it, it it's a mystery how we value this guy in Philadelphia. And if you don't believe in war by now, then you just got to go to school. I mean, all, I mean, it, you got your head in the sand. I mean, come on now. Everybody knows how relevant it is. As a matter of fact, when the GMs talk on the baseball shows, you know, it's war plus uh, this and OPS plus blah, blah and X Waba. They don't even talk our language, and they're best trying to articulate what a player's uh, contribution to winning is. They talk above what we're talking right now. So this is a very basic measurement war. And if Schwarber is only a ten war for his career, he's given us one, you know, point per season, and the average replacement player is a one, but he's an athlete. He'll play defense. And I understand we didn't get, we didn't get Schwarber to put him in left field. Uh, I'm empathetic to that, but you know, it is what it is. At this point, can you really count on Harper next year to play defense? I don't think you're going to see him in right field next year. Um, I really don't. So, you know, that's uh, what did the angels do uh, coach out with Otani? Was that a complete nightmare? What they did? He's going to walk away at the end of the year. Are they going to sign him? I mean, now what? I mean, they've added other pieces. They're still not winning. What do you do with Otani at the end of the year? Well, it looked like, you know, they might move him three weeks ago. Then they said we're definitely keeping him and so forth. And Otani, I mean, he should be able to demand what he wants. And he's the nicest young man going and this and that. And if he went to New York or L.A., he could get 80 to $100 million probably. It's a hell of a dilemma. And with you know with the talent they supposedly have, and they're not going to win anything. Yeah, yeah but coach, coach, <laughs> are, are the Mets and the Yankees. I, I mean, I think Otani's very unlucky that the fact that the Yankees and the Mets aren't at the top on, on the top of the world right now, 
You know what I mean? I think that's the last thing you want to invest in is, uh, you know, half a billion dollars, you know, on that guy when you don't make the playoffs in New York. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Potentially you're talking about rebuilding on one one side and then the other side you're talking about signing Otani. I mean, you know, which, which you, you know. Like this, yeah, you're right. And when you take a look at, and Harper's in there too, unfortunately, not because they dog it, <laughs> furthest from that. But now you have to if you if you if you say to me, give me your five best baseball players right now, I'm gonna clearly put a tremendous weight on the Bobby Brayhood number of games played. Boa says it too. How often do you post up? If you're not around half the season, but when you are around your four four war, you're still not at the end of the year contributing to the metrics, runs, RBIs, all that that I need to have to win. So when you look at Trout as the other it, you know, the other part of the component there, Otani and Trout. Let's talk about his posting up the last five years, bud. What do you got? Yeah, well, it's, you're not going to see that with Trout. It's 81 games this year, 119 last year, 36 in 2021. Uh, skip 2020 as a shortened season. 2019, 134. 2018, 140. So now 120 is the best in the recent years post-injuries. Yeah. And even if he comes back this year, he's not going to obviously beat 120. Uh, I don't know when he's scheduled back, but he probably has to. I don't think they have 40, yeah, so have 40 he, games so left at this point. So he's so. slightly better than half the season player, Coach Al. So are you yeah, going to take? Yeah, you're going to take that metric and his age. Okay, these guys are starting to age out now. Over 30, be careful. And you're going to add Otani to an aging Trout is going to give you, you know, 85 to 110 games a year. How do you do that? I don't, I can't do that if I'm the owner. Wait a minute. And remember, Otani's got twice, he could get hurt twice as many times as the average player. He could blow his arm out because he's pitching, or he could blow uh, Absolutely. Or, or his knee out or something as, as a position player. That's why you're starting to see some wear and tear now. You know why I say every year the same thing, that they should commit him to one or the other. Uh, his offensive numbers bring him up, but are spectacular. I believe he's 1,100 OPS or right right there. So that's spectacular. That's Ruthian. His pitching numbers, even though he's had some very impressive games, but his pitching numbers are, I don't think, are top three. Um, they may not be top three, but they're they're pretty good. Yeah, okay. Three point one seven ERA. Yeah, it is pretty good. Yeah, it's That's not Cy Young. Doesn't have. Is that the standard? This no. guy's got to be the best in both things he no, does. No, no, no. Yeah, don't, I mean, don't bitch slap your dad. No, no right. but it's very good. Yeah, very good. He leads the league in ERA plus. He's the lowest in hits per nine. I didn't know that. And I'm wrong. It's very good. I'm wrong. I'm yeah, wrong. it's not a Cy Young. Wrong, guy. Wrong, 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 wrong. <laughs> My wife is like, did Chuck really say he's wrong 25 times? Yeah, okay, so we're going to move. Ray, what are you going to do with Otani? You going to sign him? I'm not signing him no. because it's going to be, if, you, if you've if seen some big contracts go bad, yep. wait till you see a billion, I'm, half a billion right. go bad. <laughs> but, wait till a half a billion pulls his hamstring for the year. What do you got? Or Tommy John surgery. I mean, he, you know. it, it wouldn't make sense for the Phillies, I don't think. I don't. Love signing one guy. I think baseball, you win more as a team. Those big signers don't win a lot. So no, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want the Phillies to sign him. But no, I meant would the Angels resign? No, I don't think the Angels will sign him. I think he's going to go somewhere else. I just don't think he can commit himself. I think he wants to win. 
he's too special of a guy to not to you know retire one day and say I haven't won. It's bad enough that Trout doesn't even get a playoff opportunity. Um, it, you know, it's yeah. I think Otani's going to leave. Could you imagine if the Mets? They don't probably shed some payroll next year. They have to, but they're, they're starting at three hundred sixty million. How much do you do you, do you shed? Could you imagine you the Mets giving him like sixty million a year, Otani, on a ten-year deal? And they still stink <laughs> next year with Otani in a ten-year contract. What the fans would be like? It's possible, yeah, but, you know. Chuck, he'll sell jerseys and and oh, see God, yeah. pay Jesus. for himself. Oh. So maybe it's an investment, and and whatever he does, he does because you you know you're going to have so much income coming in. Yeah, I mean, oh. I hate. I hate to change the sport, but I mean, look what this uh, messy jerseys are doing. Yeah. It said yes, it's incredible. You know what he's doing for soccer, and that's what Otani's going to do for baseball. Is it? I is mean, it, it uh, worth before we sign off here? Not to cut you there, but I just want to very quickly talk some football. Yes or no, Coach Al? We'll have you bat lead off in reverse order here. Are the Eagles getting back to the Super Bowl, Coach Al? Yes or no? Yes. Okay, Raymond. I'll say yes if they stop putting people, you know, they lost one guy or cornerback already for the season. So, mm-hmm. got to stay healthy. I say no. But, yes, they're exciting. For all these guys that, to list them, uh, you know, now you're seeing them list Hurts as the number one or number two quarterback in, in most uh, ratings and, and the Eagles as the number one or two football team mm-hmm. in the entire, you know, league. I say yes. I'm, gonna, I'm fascinated by the next answer, and I have to poke at it a little bit. Go ahead, bud. Yes or no? I say no. You tell me who's going to beat him in the NFC? I don't know who's going to beat him. But I you're just, no. But you're no. I just think it's so hard to repeat. I think that Correct. I think they'll be the best team in the NFC. I just think we'll get an unfortunate loss somewhere in the playoffs. Hopefully. Don't uh, say Vikings. Don't say Vikings. No, I'm not, okay. gonna, I'm not going to name a team. I think okay. it could be. I think it could happen in the uh, – you know, in the NFC Championship, because there's no doubt the AFC is loaded with, you know, the Bengals, Buffalo, yep, yep, yep. and Mahomes out there in, you know, yep. KC. But I just, I don't know where. I don't know where. I think we're going to lose somewhere disappointing. You, you, you agree the division still stinks? I think a lot of the NFC kind of stinks. does. So you're not going to even dare bring up the Rams and Atlanta and all that? No, God, not the Rams. Atlanta, okay. no way. So, Coach no. Al, help him out a little bit. Who would be the team to... To beat the Eagles in the NFC Championship game, Al. That's a toughie. Let me just say this: and to do a little, it, it depends on Hertz' health. If Hertz yeah, is healthy all year, yeah. I mean, and I know that's a given because right about now, we certainly don't have any faith in yeah. Marietta. No, but there's no question if it's injuries or injuries, and it de- it just derails the question, well, the merits of the question. So we're going to assume health. Who's going to beat the Eagles in the playoffs? I mean, look what they had to do last year. Granted, San Francisco came up with a, a bad deal on the quarterback thing. Um, and it, I, I'm surprised your knee-jerk reaction wasn't San Francisco. If they keep their quarterbacks healthy. With the yeah, def- that's with the back the, of mind, yeah, yes. With the defense they've got, they could have home field with a softer schedule because the Eagles' schedule, there's not too many weeks off. And Can you read their Eagles' schedule, bud, real quick? There's not yeah, many weeks sec. off, all right? Bring that bad boy yeah, up. It's, uh, yeah, they got a four or five game thing. It's yeah. really tough. Here we go. Yeah, at New England, home versus. Let's, let's do it, guys. At New England, win? 
Yeah. Win. Okay, go. Home, home against the Vikings. Win. 2-0. Uh, at, at Tampa. Win. Win. Yeah. Okay. Home against Washington. 4-0. At the Rams. Uh, you want to say 4-1 and one just for ha-ha's sake by now? Yeah. Sure. Upset. Washington. Okay. Yep. Uh, at the Jets. I agree with you, Ray. All right. So 4-2, yeah. four, four and two, they lose to Rodgers at the Jets. That's fine with me. Go ahead. Home against the Dolphins. Five and two. Uh, at Washington. Well, maybe they could lose one. I'll still go six and two there. Home against the Cowboys. Seven and two. You have the bye, then at the Chiefs. Seven and three. Yeah. Uh, home against the Bills. Eight and loss. three. Uh, really? I, I think a loss. I think seven and four. Yeah. All right, seven and four. Home, home against the 49ers. Woo! It's a tough three games. That's a come. That's a third game in a brutal, brutal uh, little. Not, they're not going to lose back to back at home, right? No, no. Probably. Let's, right. let's give them a win. So eight, eight, eight and they four. They got their number. They got San Fran's number. At the Cowboys, eight and five. At Seattle, nine and five. Home against the Giants, ten and win. five. And then home against Arizona, eleven and five. Win. Last but not least, at the Giants to finish it off. Win. So, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, we're saying 12. 12. That's right where the Vegas projects them. Yeah. Well, I saw yeah. on the inquiry this morning, it's 11 and a half for the year. Yeah, 12. Yeah. Uh, 12 oh, so there you go. Yeah, 11 12, 12 win team with sure, at least three kind of easy games to end it. So it should be fresh come playoff, too, after going off Giants, Arizona Giants. Remember, we did this. They're uh, legit. If they're legit, they win 14. If they're going to the Super Bowl, they win 14 games. I think it was this podcast last year where Chuck said 14-3 and three for the first time. I believe you're right. Yeah. Thank you, boys. All right, let's rant. Wiz, bat lead off. Um, or rave. Yeah, you know, I, I will I will uh, rave on, uh, you know, Trey Turner's past couple weeks bouncing back a bit. It looks like the standing ovation worked. Weak. But it... Uh, <laughs> Is what it is. He's bounced back. He's been good. So I'll just leave it at that. And hopefully he can keep up and get another uh, really finish strong to end the season here. I'll go second and rave again. I know we did it a couple weeks ago. I'm being redundant here, but I'm just absolutely blown away, impressed by the Phillies fans. 40,000. It was not supposed to leapfrog to 40,000. A couple of people, I said 35. Other people said low 30s. It was just 19 and then 27. Not that long ago. So 40 doesn't kind of fit the scale jump, and it's there. And there, I was down to shore. You did not see Eagles paraphernalia for the first time ever. I was pointing that out to the family. I said, you guys see anybody wearing anything, Eagles? And they were like, oh, no, it's baseball season. I said, no, 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 guys. Four years ago, it was all Eagles down here. And I didn't see – I saw like two in three weeks. Uh, that says something. Philly's paraphernalia – Everywhere you go, I'm not, I'm not buying a division anymore that there's any difference. I've said it before. I'll say it again. But th- I got the facts to prove it. Got engineering. I talked to about the same parade side, blah, blah. Phillies fans have been absolutely overwhelmingly spectacular this year in their love and admiration and showing up, putting their money out. All right? Baseball's 81 home games. They'll get 3 million people through the turnstiles to pay. The Eagles would get 460000 So when you compare the two sports, one is fully diluted doing that. The other one, you only get eight cracks. No wonder there's a demand for it. Jesus, Mary and Joseph, 
supply and supply and demand, right? Uh, go ahead. So that's my rave on Phillies fans and Big Ray, you're up. I'm going to rave here, and I'm going to say, coming off a week where the greatest soccer player in history uh, scored a goal in Philadelphia, it's just great to be a Philadelphia fan. Yes, I spent about a grand on Eagles gear and Phillies hats already. Did so, you really? <laughs> but, but I, yeah, but I don't leave the house. Um, so <laughs> Eagles are starting. The Phillies are right back where we were last year. It's deja vu all over it, again. It really is. It really is. And uh, I, I just can't wait. I'm going to enjoy the ride. And hopefully, uh, you know, we'll get Mike Schmidt on the show for real. Before we go to <laughs> gotcha. Before we go to coach, <laughs> gotcha. Uh, Chad, Chad, watch your back, buddy. Before we go to uh, Coach Al, um, I'll skip that point. I'll just elongate things. Coach Al, you're up. All right. Uh, just let me say, when my day, Pele was the best, whatever, right? But that's 50 years ago when he played with the Cosmos. But anyhow, my rant, you guys rave, my rant is basic things that the Phillies don't do. When it's first and second, and we'll say it's later on in the game, especially when you're the home team and you're supposed to bunt, come around and square that bat across and not keep it at an angle. Because they do not advance that runners to second and third. Now you create all different situations, and they don't do it. And Chuck, I helped you coach the whole type thing. Get the bunt down. Get the ball in play because doo-doo happens. They'll throw it away once in a while, but when you strike out or pop the bunt up, nothing happens. You They're not that. doing basic things like that, and good teams have to do basic things like yeah. that. And I don't think I covered this last week. I know we were off the week before that. I'm getting my weeks confused. If I've done this, my apologies, but it's worthy of a second shout-out to our dear friend, Coach Mike. Uh, he's a grandpa. Uh Jordan had a baby, and oh, uh, beauty. yeah, yes, yes, and I think it's Lewis. Uh, got the first name wrong. I'm sorry about that. But uh, anyway, lovely couple, and is uh, had a baby. And that's good news. And Bud, how do they get a hold of us? Uh, go ahead, give us all the yep, our website, speakingofsportspod.com. You can text Chuck directly six zero nine eight two eight five five six nine. And we also have the social media, the Instagram, the Facebook, you know, speaking of sports pod, you'll find us there. Send the show, recommend the show to a friend. Uh, we really appreciate our uh, listeners, passionate listeners, and I appreciate your feedback. We all do. As we always say, thanks, uh, guys, for hopping on. Uh, it was great to have Schmitty on board today. <laughs> Great to have the coaching legend, South Jersey legend, and Mike Schmidt any day. Hey, guess what? Touche. <laughs> I agree with that. I'll say touche. Tommy, whether I'm right or wrong with you, he still gives me about that. It's great to have the gang back. And let's do this again really soon. Okay, boys? Absolutely. Go kill it. God Sounds bless like America. America. Have a good Monday. And we love you all. We'll talk to you soon. Boys. All right? See ya. All right. We're out. Bye. Bye.